Welcome to another edition of the Instant Journeyman Podcast, Whatever Wednesday series. That's where we have guests from all over the map to talk about anything ranging from sports to politics, musicals, food, and even safety, or really whatever we want to talk about. Uh, so please enjoy. And today's guest is Ella Kosiba. Uh, Ellen and I met back in, I want to say like 2013, 2014, uh, during the obstacle course racing circuit. Uh, she's a badass. She's, I mean, she's done, I think, five death races. She's she's crushed it uh, in the racing circuit. Was one of the youngest, if not the youngest, on the Spartan Pro team. Um, she started off her, her career, uh, her sports career, in uh, endurance riding. Right, which is uh, long distance horseback riding, uh, racing actually, uh, about twenty five to fifty mile courses, which was awesome. Uh, but she broke her back, and she's uh, she's got a, a metal rod in her uh, in her back right now, um, <clears throat> supporting it. And uh, she is now a massage therapist, licensed massage therapist. She's a licensed. Um, uh, tattoo artist and like I said just an overall badass so uh, I think you're going to enjoy her story uh, she has a book out uh, available on Amazon and, and other places and uh, she's got a lot of cool things going on so uh, enjoy. How have you been? Oh, I've been good. I've been real good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So I I met you back. I oh my god, I can't even remember how long ago. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, I I want to say we well, I know we met back like Spartan days when you were like crushing it in the Spartan circuit. Uh, <laughs> and we did a oh, shit, I have to look at our text messages. What was it called? Extreme Nation. Hey, okay, yeah. and and uh in like Tef or tampa florida area and I, I think you flew in you ran it with carly cassidy and and uh who else was it rachel yeah and yeah. and then uh you know like i had a team and then alex and his his buddies had a team and it was uh it was a great race i freaking love that race uh it's my wheelhouse but uh i i uh i, I was like you know what She's she's a pretty cool you know cool chick. I was like, let me let me uh you know let me follow her on Facebook and Instagram. And then all of a sudden, you you've you've blown up. You've uh you have like a ton of followers. You are uh, really really like motivating, and you are an open book, which I love. Like you're 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 just like, hey, this is what's going on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough people are doing that, you know, and it's hard to do it, but someone's got to do that. <laughs> It really, it really is. It's, it's, I mean, I, I admire you for, for being such an open book and sharing so much. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you talk about how you, you, uh, you used to, I wasn't, what, did you race horses? Did you, what was it? It was like endurance, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up doing endurance riding. So as a young girl, I started training horses in 25 and 50 mile uh, races. And that's pretty much like the start of my athletic career. Um, just, extreme sports on horseback as a young girl that's awesome i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then but but you did have like uh an incident where you you got bucked off the horse or 
fell off? What, what was it? Mm-hmm. So I was maybe just 12 years old at the time and I was getting ready for a race and where I grew up, there was a bunch of land. So I was just out riding out back near the house. And unfortunately my horse, uh, a deer jumped out in front of us and she reared and I ended up flying off and the initial fall broke the L4 and the L5 in the spine. But we didn't find that out until about a year later of like six different doctors and just pretty much watching my whole entire body just stop working and becoming more and more static, like just the pain became unreal. Uh, And that was, you know, 12, 12 years old. So I didn't really understand what was going on with myself. Um, (laughs) And it's been a journey (laughs) since then. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's crazy to experience. And I mean, going through that had to be like extremely hard. And uh, I mean, but now you're you're better. You you do crazy shit. I mean, you've you've done the death race, right? Like one or two times. Five times, actually. Holy crap! That's <laughs> I didn't know that. Five times. Yeah. Oh, God. And I, mm-hmm, and I won the Mexican death race, uh, 2015. That was um, that was a, that was a fun race. Uh, Alex went, and my friend uh, Brendan were there. They did that. Dude, that one was just so much fun. Like, did they tell you how fucked up summer camp was towards the end of the race? Like, they just made us do everything for five yeah. million times. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, my honestly, buddy, my buddy Brand or Brendan went down there to just a pit crew for for Alex, and then they're like, "Hey, there is no pit crew anymore. If you're here, you're running the race." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They took crew away from us. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, that race so, was awesome. <laughs> I, 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 that was one race that I've always wanted to do. I don't think they even do that anymore, do they? So they stopped doing the death race. Uh, you know, I've been kind of out of the whole obstacle racing world, so I'm not really sure on the facts. But I know that they had paused doing the death race a couple years ago. Maybe like one or two years they didn't do the death race, and then they brought it back. And from what I heard, the death race now is somewhat similar to the old death race, but not really that much. So it kind of lost its like mystery and its darkness. Now it's kind of, you know, a little bit more mainstream and glorified because people, so many people know about it, which has its pros and cons as everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's definitely like, like, like you said, it's definitely not as mysterious and, you know, like you kind of know what you're getting into now. Oh, yeah, because I remember when I signed up, like, it was really a, a fuckery game. Like, we really did not know. And there was maybe, like, one or two videos about the death race. And even then, it was like, okay, well, each death race was so different and out of the box. And I think it gets harder and harder to do that, you know, especially with how the world is now. Just instant gratification. Everyone wants to know. And... It got more publicity too, so. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, right now, the way the way the world is, everybody just needs instant gratification. It's it's so crazy to me. It's it's super sad because it, it it really takes the human out of us, <laughs> like in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, I I see it. I see it all the time. I mean, especially like you know, in kids nowadays, and you know, it's it's like social media. How many likes do I get? And like people are checking their phone two minutes after they post something. I'm like, Oh man, like I, you know, I'll be out with friends and somebody will post something and be like, Oh, look, somebody already liked this. I'm like, 
really? Like, <laughs> right. And, and it's kind of like not even our fault, but it is because we're just, everyone is susceptible to it because uh, like social media now is just a mainstream business. Like it's just what you do. It's business. Right. Right. And so I you mean, have like a responsibility to be on there and to be active, but then you also have a responsibility of like, Oh, I really actually need to re- live a real life and not worry about these things. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting, you know, world we live in now. Uh, like me growing up, I'm, I'm, I'm 36. I'll be 37 this year. I, I like, didn't have social media around, you know, when I was a kid. So it was just like, you play, you do whatever you want. And, and then, and then now like seeing kids grow up, you're like, holy crap, like they don't even have the opportunity that we had growing up to do things. I mean, you growing up, you were on horses. You weren't really doing too much social media at that point. No. And, and I actually used to talk about this a lot with people In a few years, it feels like there's not going to be that many country kids growing up like where I grew up for example was the outskirts of Austin and there used to be like 500 to almost 800 acres around my house that I literally ran around on I rode the horses and now when I go back to my parents house it's literally just subdivision all that land is subdivision and so what you see is yeah and so what you see is just like even, you know, there's still going to be country land, you know, in a couple of years, give or take, right? A couple 20 years. But it's diminishing, you know, that opportunity to be wild little humans is literally like diminishing. And it makes me feel a way because like I treasure the way I grew up. I adore it. I know it brought me so much insight to living because I was outside. I was with animals. And, you know, I was taught to work hard by working on the land. And now that is less and less. So it's like taking our natural humanisms or whatever, like we're supposed to be out, we're supposed to use our bodies. And you don't see that as much. We're now using our bodies to get likes to get a validation. So we're like valuing our worth on what we do, just online and not in real life, really. That's what it feels like. I couldn't agree more. I think I think that it's, yeah. it's, it's a it's a crazy time and and hopefully people are are starting to realize it with like you know these documentaries coming out and saying like social media is so addicting and things like that and 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 that you know kids are 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 kind of just like tweaking out when they don't get their tablets at at dinner time you know and things like that so I'm hoping people start realizing that and and toning back I, I'm I'm trying to tone back social media, you know, where I'm just on it a couple hours, like a couple hours, that's sad to say, but like an hour a day or two hours a day max, because you find yourself just checking it every so often. But the best thing that Apple did was they, they did that, that screen time and yeah. it shows what, you know, how long you've been. And every time you get a notification, do you check it and things like that? So right now, how many hours does it say that you're on your phone? Uh, let's take a look. <laughs> This is this is embarrassing. Uh, no, it's not. But it, it's a good reminder of where you're at. Because right now, like this morning, it told me I averaged three hours and like 50 minutes a day on the phone. And I'm like, yeah, I'm under five hours. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, daily average is two hours and 41 minutes. Dude, that's amazing. That's way better than me right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you know, I, so if you if you consider like like uh, yesterday was. I think three hours and 20 minutes, um, you know, but yeah, the average 
it, it, it really depends on how my day is going, you know, like right, right. when I, when I, when I travel a lot, like when I'm on the, on planes and stuff like that, it goes, it spikes to like, you know, six hours a day. Cause I'm on the oh, plane okay. constantly on my phone doing something, you know, but yeah, it's, and like Instagram screen time for the, uh, for the week is like eight hours. You're like, okay. Geez. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a full night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's 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 scary, but uh <laughs> but it's 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 eye opening. That's what it is. But for you, you know, you're utilizing it as work. So right. it's it's not always that harsh, but it still sucks. <laughs> yeah, seeing how exactly. much time you spend into this one tiny world. Exactly. Um so, so if you, if you, uh, if you go into it, you were, you were doing these races so heavily, uh, you were also doing like, I, were you in fitness competitions or you were just going to those, those things? Cause I, I saw you like, you used to go like the Arnold classic, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I did one, um, uh, bodybuilding show when I was 18 years old. Uh, and it was more so of like a bucket list to be honest. Like I, <clears throat> that's kind of how I got interested in fitness I was in high school and I had a massage therapist that worked on me pretty much weekly for my back and everything and she okay. actually used to do fitness competitions and so she's the one that was really responsible to show me that world and so as soon as I found out about oh look at all these muscular women like what are they doing this is so cool so that sparked my interest, and so I started to kind of just prep for some races and prep for a show, and that was like the introduction to my fitness career, if you will. I started doing these 5Ks, half marathons. I ended up doing a bodybuilding show early on, and uh, kind of just, I knew it wasn't my thing, though. Right, right as soon as I did it, I was like, cool, I'm never doing one again. <laughs> Cause I like to compete. I like to really perform and not right. that those athletes aren't performing. They work months and months to get their body to look a certain way, but I like to really utilize and move and become an animal. <laughs> so yeah. I, I learned that, I learned that real quick that, you know, I really was someone that moved. So I quickly just started adapting to more long distance races and my curio my curiosity is what got me to the death race and stuff like that. I would just kind of like do a race and I was like, cool, I want something harder. And I do something harder and I bet, cool, what's even harder than that? <laughs> so That's so awesome. Yeah, I constantly seeked out challenges and I'm not sure if it's because like growing up, I just lived in constant challenge to be at harmony with my body. So it, it's something that maybe like my my childhood taught me to face on. And I'm, I'm glad it did because, you know, that's how you conquer fears and learn to move with fear and not act on fear. Yeah, no. And, and <clears throat> what I found interesting, like, you know, I did a little homework on you. Obviously not good enough because I didn't I didn't know that you did the death race so many damn times. But uh, <laughs> I, I found out you're a massage therapist too. Yeah. So Ella's always a jack of all trades. <laughs> He's got, you know, you, 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 we didn't even get into the fact that you're a tattoo artist now. You yeah. are a massage therapist. You do all these different adventure races. You were, do you still ride horses or no? I do. I do. Uh, I just say occasionally uh, my horses are at my parents' house and I'll go out there every now and then and ride them. I have been really, really wanting to go back and like do some horse races. And there's even a sport called ride and tie. 
And ride and tie involves two athletes, one horse, and one person will be running while the other person is on the horse. So granted, the person on the horse will get to the checkpoint first, tie the horse off, and then the, they take off running, and then the other runner will catch up to the horse, and you kind of jigsaw your way to the finish line. So I've oh, been interested. Cool. Yeah, I've been interested in that sport, but it's also finding that other that other athlete. But um, I would really like to go back to horses and be more like that, but. Just occasionally now. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool though. Yeah. Um. So, a lot of things have been going on. You you wrote a book. Now, tell me about the book that you wrote. This is a this is what. <laughs> this was uh, like back when I was like probably twenty one or twenty two. I wrote a book. Uh, and the interesting thing about this book is like. A lot of what was written in it was actually written when I was 12, 13 years old. Somehow oh, wow. I, I heard my calling, if you will, when I was young. So I had the accident when I was 12 and spent a lot of time. I've always been someone that's journaled or really been into notebooks, like whether it was just full of sketches and little head vomits or I really was writing things out. So I started to really write as a young girl, mostly because I... I at most of the time wasn't able to use my body. So I was just kind of sitting in this chair. And so I had all these like writings and all these things. And I remember telling my like sixth grade teacher, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to tell my story. I didn't really understand like that my story would become anything. I just, it just, it was just something I thought I needed to do. And so it was like a literally and figuratively way for me to kind of close that chapter of having bulimia because I had an eating disorder my whole athletic career so every race I actually did it was under the influence of an eating disorder um and so I ended up like wow. yeah so I ended up like basically writing when I was ending my athletic career like uh, in 2014 I opened up about having bulimia and then that's when I really started to pour myself into okay I'm just gonna get this shit out I'm gonna just write and I'm going to produce something and I started finding my old writings and I started writing more and I just put that shit out there. <laughs> and it, you know, it was a way to kind of like close that chapter, so to speak. Um, I mean, my healing didn't happen right away, but it was like, all right, I put that out there. Now it's time to marinate. Now it's time to work and it's time to let that go. Um, so yeah, yeah. I wrote a book. <laughs> I want to revise it and republish it when I'm like 30, 35. So <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's really cool though. I mean, yeah. and, and I mean, it's it's available what on Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's available on Amazon. Um, I actually honestly forget that I published it a lot of the times until someone asks me. Mostly just because like that was just almost like another lifetime ago. If you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, like uh, it. I almost I don't forget about that, Ella. But it's like whoa, like I that was that was a time for me for sure. Right, right, and and I mean, so so now you're you're doing. You were always into art. You, I mean, you draw some cool things that you post on social media, like really cool things. Oh, thank um, you. And then and then all of a sudden, you, you, I mean, I don't know if it was just you, because you you had tattoos before. I don't even know. I don't. When we ran races together, I don't even know if you had tattoos. So I started getting tattoos as soon as you could. So when I was 18 years old, I got my first tattoo, and then. I slowly started getting them. I wasn't like, I've always, always loved like body modification, but I was slow to start. 
um, but I started getting them. And what happened was I just started to draw to kind of heal myself when I was kind of moving out of my massage career. I was just returning to drawing more. And since I had such a social media platform, that really helped a business take off. It was never my intention. Um, Suddenly people were just asking me, hey, can you draw my dog or can you draw me a tattoo design? And then suddenly I started to realize that I would really, really love to put my work on bodies. And I would really, really love to like give like that because it still has that touch aspect like massage. You know, when you're drawing for people, it's really awesome. But when you're tattooing people, I'm present. I am touching the client. I am there. They are there. It's a it's a trust circle, and I really admire that. So I just basically started looking for an apprenticeship about a year, six months into my, like, commission art uh, business and ended up getting an apprenticeship. And now I'm, a, now I'm about two years into tattooing, and I absolutely love it. It feels so natural. And I'm excited to just keep learning. It's a very challenging field. It's <laughs> you're forever it's in a student. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy to think like like people. I, I I see it on social media when I'm looking at it, or like you'll post like ask any question, and then it's like a lot of people actually like reach out to you and say, "Hey, can you tattoo me?" Yeah, it's it it really like makes the little kid in me just like geek out. It's like really <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> um. I just want to know what my 10-year-old self would say seeing what I do now. I think she'd be so proud and like, what? You get to live like that? (laughs) That's what I really want to help people see is that they can really live exactly how they want. They can really be exactly how they want to be. You know, like at one point, doctors told me I couldn't walk. At one point, I wasn't walking. And then I became a very good athlete in my field. So it's just a matter of your mind state. And it's constantly... You know, you, you constantly have to work on it. Just because someone's got it going does not mean they have to fight something. Right, right. I mean, you, you nailed it. It, it. it is mindset. A lot, of, a lot of times you can just overcome things if you have a strong mind and you're, you're really dedicated into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have a direction that helps that discipline, you know. So... When you when you uh, when you started tattooing, you 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 said you when you were transitioning out of your massage uh, career, are you are you no longer massaging, or do you do that on the side? I do that on the side. Uh, like I actually just did a massage yesterday, but I don't do too much. Um, I did about five six years professionally, and to be honest, like I did like seven eight hours almost like every other day of massage and so it kind of caught up to me like my body first of all I have a metal spine so my body after a certain point was just like whoa I'm tired (laughs) right right. Um, (laughs) um, now tattooing is still very hard on my body because for the most part I'm in just very terrible posture so I have to really be very conscious about my body but I, I will never want to let go of the knowledge and the skill trade of massage. So I definitely still keep it up, especially amongst my loved ones and friends. I'm always massaging people when they come visit me and whatnot. Like it's it's a part of my love language. I, I'm very touchy. I'm very and if I allow myself to be open enough, I can re- the body will tell me where to go and what to do. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a a, a cool thing to know. I mean, I. I get a massage regularly. Like, you know, I have like a, one of those massage MB memberships uh, because mm-hmm. 
because I was racing so much and my IT band gets so damn tight. Oh uh, yeah. I was, I was like, I need something. So I, I found massages. They, they work, you know, like people are always like hesitant to get massages or go to a chiropractor or go, you know, like, like they have like these like different things that they're like, eh, massages don't work or chiropractors don't work or this or that. And, and I mean, I've never gone to a chiropractor, but massages, man, I freaking love them. And, and I go, I go regularly now and it's, uh, it's like you said, it's, it's definitely, uh, a fun thing, but like you said, it's your love language. Like you like to, you know, touch and like, that's, that's a hundred percent me. Like, I love that. Right. And I think the one thing that people neglect to realize that massage also provides people is it puts you into a natural parasympathetic, parasympathetic state. Oh my gosh. I can't speak parasympathetic state. So like you're actually relaxed. You don't get that by yourself. You know, you don't, yeah, you're now in rest and digest mode. You're not in any type of flight or flight. Your body is able to digest. It's resting and you were receiving that. And that is, you know, humans aren't able to achieve that on their own, really. So that's something to really reap those benefits of, you know, if you really want to take care of your body and your mind, even just like a 30 minute massage, 60 minute where you actually just receive and allow your body to just kind of take a breath and decompress, you will slip into that mode and you will feel just this absolute relaxation that really we need as humans because we're always like stressed out, running around, doing things. So yeah, no, it's, 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 it's kind of like the, the, the me time that everybody needs. Like if I, if I, if I would go ahead and say, I recommend something, I would recommend massages so strongly. I, I remember my dad pulled his back and like to the point where he was like really in pain. And, and I go, I go, dad, I said, he was, he was going to the chiropractor. I go, I go, go, go to this massage guy, you know, in Buffalo. And, you know, cause my, my family's from Buffalo, New York. And I go, I go, go to this massage guy. And, and he's like, ah, he's like, oh, I'm not into it. You know, I don't want to get massages. I'm like, Trust me. So he went like instantly was feeling better, you Aww. know? And then after, after, after two or three massages, he was like a hundred percent. I was like, see what I'm talking about? You, you're, you're so like anti, you know, you, you're just like, I don't know. He's, he's just in a different generation. Right. Where he's like, ah, I don't need that. You know? Well, there's also like a stigma on it. I feel like the stigma uh, is like, it's a luxury and it's yes. like, no, not yeah. really. I mean, yes, it's going to cost you money, but think about health in general, like, or think about business, you have to spend some money to make money. So it's like, this is our machine, our body is our, our car, our vehicle. So you go get maintenance on your vehicle, don't you? Or if you don't, it's going to break down. So this is just right. your maintenance, you know, so our people, I also find that people are dealing with something mentally, and they have insecurities where they do not want to be touched because of XYZ. And so it's also, you know, a lot of people have to work through things to in order to feel comfortable of like, relax, like that, that's a control as well, like, they don't want that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely got that luxury stigma. You're, you're a hundred percent correct. I, I know a lot of people like, they're like, Oh, it must be nice. You get massages every week or every month or whatever it is. I'm like, yeah, but like you said, you're, I'm investing in my body, you know? And, and I, yeah. I break down my body a lot, you know, yes. between work and races and things like that. And I, I've been out of the race game for, you know, two years now, three years, maybe. And congratulations <laughs> yeah you know it's it's so funny when you when you first get into it it's such a like a, a, a an exciting moment and then when you've 
you know, first get out of it, it's an exciting moment too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I resonate because I was like, oh, yay, I'm out. <laughs> and I really got out. Like I didn't pay attention to anything that was going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know, and, and, and it's because it's funny, like you, you were on the pro team and you were on the pro, you're like what one of the youngest ones on the pro team. I was the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. I was the youngest girl and youngest female and um, just doing the things. And then I think at one point I was like ranked fourth worldwide amongst the men and women for like yeah. this point series. Yeah. So you had, you had, you had everything paid for mostly. I, I was, I was paying out yeah. of pocket and I was like, you know, I would, I would like, go with like Alex or Hunter. I'd be like, Hey, you got a hotel? They're like, yeah. I'm like, All right. I'm crashing with you today. <laughs> and I don't know how you did that because the races just increasingly got more expensive and whatnot. I was lucky to have financial support or I wouldn't have been traveling like I did. Right. Yeah. And that's a it, it was just like the culture of it kind of changed a little bit even just like the obstacles themselves and the race but I mean that's also ad adaptation so everything was changing but right yeah every, I mean it, it's 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 totally changed I'm I'm actually intrigued to see how it changes now after COVID yeah I saw some races recently where like everyone started yeah with masks at the race and then there was like a trash can like 20 feet after the start line and everyone's running and everyone's just throwing their mask in the, the trash yeah, can yeah. and then they're like running <laughs> off and i'm like oh my god like cool i just literally saw so much unnecessary trash happen like you know i don't know it's interesting yeah it's it's it, to me it was it was like I, I i don't i don't think that will last like it, it can't last you can't you can't continually you know require people to Put on a mask and then as soon as they start running take it off and nobody's going to run with a mask on no especially like those races you, first of all you're outside but secondly you're like what the shortest one is maybe four or five miles with 30 20 obstacles like you, you know sure maybe you can do it with a mask but like that's not going to be longevity for most athletes they're not going to really want to be doing that right exactly yeah and now <clears throat> How did how did COVID affect you guys? And because uh, you're still in Texas, right? Yeah, I live in the Austin area. So to be honest, I saw, I like, saw you. Do you go to Do you go to On It or do you go to another gym? Um, I used to go to On It every now and then. I know a lot of colleagues from all, um, On It. I might pop in there every now and then, but it's yeah, because I, I follow I follow Tim Candy, and he he actually like had on on his story. He had you. He's like, "There's Ella." I was like. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to kind of work out with Tim. I also was one of his athletes uh, for about a year with his company called Relentless. He's a great man, great company. Um, COVID kind of hit and my contract kind of went out of the way. Uh, but like, um, I forget what your question was, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was, I, I, was, I was just asking how, how COVID affected you, and then I, and then I got sidetracked, and I was like, oh, that's right, you live in Austin, and you, you, you work out, like, at pretty cool places, because I've always been intrigued at, it, like, checking out on it and all that stuff. Oh, man, you really should. Uh, first of all, you're always going to see someone in there that's pretty, like, you know, oh, man, it's that person. <laughs> yeah, um, but also, yeah. the you know, the environment there is very high, not, high top. Like it's, it's just got a vibe, you know, um, but COVID for what I do and my personal life, to be honest, like it didn't really like everyone has been affected, right? Like 
in some type of way, but it didn't really affect me too much. I've been one of the fortunate ones, like no one in my close immediate family has gotten crazy sick. Now my sister's side of the family, like her husband's family, um, I think like, like an aunt passed away from it and things like that. But like, to be honest, like I don't have any fear of the virus. I have fear of like my rights being taken away and mandatory things occurring. So I have like, I don't know, I have a very indigenous view of it. I just feel like it's a, a giant purge of the world. And I refuse to live in any type of fear of dying because dying is, you know, we're all going to die. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of a sad thing to say, but you know, like if you think about it, like if you woke up every day that fearful of death, would you even get in your car? No. So why do we have this worldwide spread of fear occurring to the point where, you know, some people are not leaving their houses and they're drinking Lysol. So it's, it's, it's it's an an interesting point because uh, I I recently heard, or I read that every, you know, as soon as you're born, you're dying. Every, every moment you're dying. And, you know, the, 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 the counteractive, it's, approach to it is to start living your life and i you know like i i don't know if what you meant by it was like you know it's it's the like a purge of the world like like diseases like it, like i guess it's it's human nature or, or just nature in general has a a way of you know purging things when it's it needs to and and i'm not saying that is a good thing or a bad thing it's very sad that people pass away and everything else like that but at the same time i'm I'm thinking like it's it's uh you know it's it happens for a reason everything happens for a reason you know and and it's it's very sad but i think that you know shutting down everything probably not the best answer uh there's you know and and at the at the first point maybe it was the, the the answer we needed and then, you know, but I think people just haven't corrected their mistakes and, you know, reopened up. You know, Texas, you guys opened up. You guys are you guys are good to go, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, lifted the mask mandate here so you don't have to, like, it's not mandatory. But then some businesses, of course, are still having it mandatory and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I meant it as a purge of, like, yo, Mother Nature, when she wants to destroy, she's going to destroy. And yeah. think about think about humankind. We've been destroying Mother Nature for years. So how dare us think, oh, my gosh, like, we must fight the resistance of our, you know, beings here. Like, uh, unfortunately, we're all supposed to die one day. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, we're not supposed to live forever, you know, and this is why we have overpopulation and things of that sort. And I also think it's sad that, like suddenly we have all this money to take care of COVID things. Yet we could have had all this money to get water for people that needed water, clean water in other areas. So I just find the logic with the world very weird. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I don't disagree with yeah. you at all. Yeah, it's just, you know, and I think like it's, it's also been a giant pink slip for people to realize like, one, that you should be doing what you love. Two, you should really fucking be doing what you love. Because at <laughs> any moment, it should be, it'll be gone. Like yeah. if you don't, yeah, if you don't live the way you want to live, the world will take it from you and you'll be like, oh man, like I could have been doing my dreams or I want to do my dreams. No, the time was always there. You just had to make that a priority. And, yeah. and then now people, now people realize that death is right behind them all the time. And it's like, yeah, death has been with us every day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a very, it's a very eye opening experience to go through. Um, you know, in my 36 years of life, never, never experienced anything like this. 
Right. Uh, you know, and and it's it's uh it's something that I like. I hope we learn from it. I hope we you know if something like this were to happen again, I hope we don't you know go crazy. Like what what I what I what bothers me is I just saw a post. Uh, you know, somebody posted. You know, got my vaccine, my second vaccine today. Um, went and got my Krispy Kreme donut, and I don't want to hear anybody talk about my weight. And I was like. <laughs> That's not the way. I mean, listen. If that's what makes you happy, by all means. But like, like most people that, and, and there are outliers. Don't get me wrong. But most people that are healthy and that are, you know, uh, you know, working out and doing things to to increase their their health, they legit don't have the struggles that that you have, you know, when you are out of out of shape and things like that. So it's 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 interesting. You know the 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 health the health uh, route. If you eat healthier, if you are taking your vitamins and doing things like that, <clears throat> it's so much less of an impact. This virus is, and we didn't know that, but now you know science is showing that. And for all those people that keep on saying like, follow the science, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. Wear ten masks. You know, you're just like, well, wear ten masks. <laughs> you ate healthier and took some you know vitamin D and all that, like you'd be fine. And I think that's the sad thing, and that circles circles us back to what we were talking about earlier about the instant gratification. Yeah. Like one of the things I used to talk about that would annoy the fuck out of me is like you go to the grocery store and you look at the magazines, and each magazine has a new diet, our new diet pill, our so and so, you know, with this weight. And it's like, man, if you look back on the history of health, it says the main things: get plenty of rest, eat whole foods, drink water, work out, like. Everyone knows that that's the key fundamentals of being healthy, but we want that like, oh, I want to lose 20, 10 pounds in one week. How do I do it? Right, and yeah. like, yeah, you know, like if you just created a healthy habit for yourself, for your future self, you would understand like one of the things that I, I'm like getting so excited, but like one of the things like I just recently moved, right? I moved mm -hmm. houses and Every time I move, I think about, man, I'm so glad I take care of my health and that I love to work out because when it's time to move, I, I get excited. I like, it's like a workout and it is a workout. Like you picking all your stuff up and you're moving it upstairs, you know, and I think about people who don't take care of their body and how hard it must be to do simple tasks that like that or like to move or to take your groceries three stairs up. Right. Like, why would you want to put your life at such a risk of making it harder? Why not just do that little bit of effort so that you live a long like longevity and that you can do tasks? And I think that like that passion for me comes from growing up, going in and out of being able to use my body. You know, I, I feel super grateful right. that I have a body that can do things. And I just think people neglect the fact that this body like – we don't have to do much effort to breathe, but you have to realize that like what you're doing affects how you breathe. So even though no. your body's already doing a lot of work, you got to do a lot of work for it too. <laughs> it's so true. Like that's, that's, that's one thing that, that I, thankfully I haven't done a lot of, but I help every time my friends do is I help them move. Uh, Gary, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> calling someone out. Yeah, but no, I, I mean, you know, when you do move, it takes so much out of you. Like you said, you move every time you move. Like how many times did you move? 
Me? Oh, I just, uh, I've moved like three or four times, but I, I just recently moved like the beginning of this month. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, and, and another thing that you find when you move, it's, it's, it's amazing how much shit you collect. And at least for oh, me. Yeah. I wanted to sell everything. I was like mad at it. <laughs> Why do I need this? Why do I have that? But like the one thing that I like treasure about my moving is like, I have like two or three boxes just full of skulls and like really fragile like art pieces and things. So I'm like, oh, okay, like this is fine. But all this other furniture, I don't want. I'll just keep the skulls. <laughs> right, right. What? So, so you're. I mean, have you you have any plans moving outside of Texas? You know, like I, I know that you you've grown up in Texas, and and I mean, I don't know why you'd want to, but. <laughs> Especially with everything going on in other cities or countries or not countries, states, sorry. But um yeah, I I want to go. I I like sometimes feel like frustrated because yes, I have lived in Texas my whole life. And luckily when I was competing, the cool thing about competing was like one month I was over in the East Coast and then I was up at the West Coast, then I was Midwest, and I, I enjoyed that traveling. So but I wanted to do that again last year, but of course everything happened. So this year, like in the fall time, I'm looking at like really wanting to go back out and travel and find a place. Um, I'm not like pressuring myself about, oh, I just need to get out and find a new area, but I have curiosity about it. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of also feeling that like, you know, I'm only 27, but I'm feeling that like, oh, I'm about to be 30. I really like a nest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so whether that nest means I find a place here in Austin and I start building a home or some type of land, or I seek it out like somewhere mountainous, but I'm such a sun baby that I don't want to be somewhere where it's cold for like a couple, way more than a, way more than two months. <laughs> yeah. Texas has spoiled me, um, with our very mild winter, um, very bipolar winter, like one week it's, you know, 20 degrees and snowing. And then the next week it's like 70. So um, I have plans, but I, I, I don't know yet. I just know that I have a sense of adventure that's getting louder and louder. And I mean, not for nothing, but you could, you could pretty much, unless you have, I don't know how tattooing works, but you could pretty much tattoo anywhere, right? Like you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. but you, you can tattoo pretty much anywhere. Yeah, you can. Now, some states might require you to take a blood pathogen test, but like, to be honest, that's really quick and easy for most of us artists to do. Um, so with my career, yeah, I could pretty much go just about anywhere. And I actually really, really want to get into just traveling and guest spotting. Um, so like part of me either thinks that maybe in the fall time I will get a van and I'll be traveling and doing that those things or after this year maybe I live in a van and I do those things so I'm kind of like going back and forth between setting up a home or going straight into a nomadic life but I really feel like I miss being around horses more daily and like taking care of land and taking care of big animals and having responsibility so part of me wants to like find land and start that and then eventually I go like where I can travel more so I'm kind of like going back and forth between two big life life decisions at the moment but either way no. like I know one day I'll have land in my horses again I miss that a lot so I I mean my buddy actually uh, I, I had him on last Wednesday and he he was talking about the same thing he's like he's like I'm more pushing towards you know 
getting a big RV, having a bunch of people, and we just go land to land to land, you know, never staying somewhere more than two months. Mm, yeah. And I was like, that sounds awesome. I go, but your wife and your kids are not going to be a fan of that. He's like, yeah, they'll, they'll get used to it. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> they'll get used to it. They'll be fine. Yeah. We'll have snacks. But when you said, you know, getting a van and, 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 you know, traveling and going, you know, all over the place and doing guest spots here and there, I think that's, that's so exciting. Like that, that adventurous side of you is so awesome. <laughs> I kind of suppressed her to be honest for a while there because I, I needed to kind of heal and ground myself. And then now it's to the point where like, okay, am I too grounded now? I think so. I think I need to be back out there because there's a huge part of me that has this calling of like wanting to reach people, wanting to help people. And that was what I missed about my athletic career was like every other month, whether I was at a race or a sports event, like a convention, I was engaging. I was listening to people. I was also being a receiver by like showing up to a race and like staying at someone's house and, you know, being on that side of like, okay, I need a little bit of assistance. And then I would be maybe in the role of giving assistance. So I really want to go back out there in the world and give and receive like that as well. So I can't neglect it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's so cool because that's, that's something like a lot of people would love to do, but then a lot of people are just so afraid. They're like, Oh, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. There's too many unknowns. So it's cool it that is. you, it's cool that one, you're even thinking about it, but two, it's cool because I, I know that you would, you would actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> when I talk about something, that means I'm pretty much going to do it. The, you know, like a while ago I was like, you know, I, I want to do an art show. And I kind of was nervous about it because it's like a lot of, I guess, putting myself out there and making the work. And then now I am legit going to do an art show. So I, I do have a show that I'm putting on June 12th here in Austin. And I got myself a location and I'm now hiring the facilitators because it's going to be more of like a event than a show so like I'll have like some of my fellow colleagues that do massage and Reiki and like tarot cards so it'll be like on the holistic health side plus like interactive art and art for sale so kind of like my beta tester I kind of want to do more community things so trying to do that and at times I feel really like overwhelmed because you're like oh shit like I'm kind of doing a dream I'm kind of putting myself out there and it feels really cool and it also feels kind of well, what if I fail? And I'm like, well, who cares if I fail? What if just one person comes? Then that's fine. That means I lit up that world and that person's going to light up someone else's world. So it doesn't really matter. It's like the same thing we were talking about with podcasts. Like maybe you have just two listeners and then in two months you have 2,000 listeners. So it doesn't really matter as long as you're doing that work. People exactly. will listen. That was, that yeah. was one thing, you know, that like when I, going into this, I had the mentality of, you know, because people were like, oh, it's cool. You're going to try to make money. You're going to do this. I said, I, to be honest with you, like, it would be great if I could make money off of it. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing it just because I'm interested. I want to talk to interesting people and I want to, you know, like do that sort of thing. So for me, I'm, you know, there's no, there's no rush. Like I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to, you know, you know, reach a million people in, 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 you know, one month or one year. I'm, I'm, I'm just slowly organically growing. You know, and, and hopefully by having, you know, good content and, and good guests on, uh, that's what will grow. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's all about, like you said, if, if I, if I just reach one person, 
that's, you know, mission accomplished. Right. Yeah. So what, um, so June 12th, you said, right? Yep. And, and it's, I mean, you're, you're still probably working on logistics and everything. Yeah. But, yeah I, I definitely yeah. want to hear more about it was uh, the sooner or the, the closer it gets, because that's pretty cool. That's, it sounds fun. So you're going to have, you, you said interactive art. So like, I'm assuming like tattooing. Yeah. So, um, it's basically like, it's like the Adam Sandler event. And what I mean by that is like, all my friends will be working it. So uh, <laughs> I love that you said it that way. <laughs> like, you know, one of my friends I used to live with will be doing the music. Two of my friends that I, I used to do massage with will be doing massage. One of my friends will also be doing clothes. Another one of my friends will be cooking food and catering for it. Another one of my friends will be doing the tarot cards. And then an, my other colleague will be in charge of making the interactive art. And, you know, then they'll just be my end of doing the art. And basically, I just want to be the mother. Like, I, I bought the place. I rented the place. Now I'm hiring the facilitators to do their part so that they can grow. And so people can come in, grow. So it's not all about me and my art. I wanted it to be about the collective form. But I also understand that, like, I have a pool with my name. So it's like, let me use that while bringing everyone else in so we can all grow. Um, so I'm literally like in the port part where like this week I just finalized the logistics of my facilitators and then I start advertising. Um, so I'm just kind of like on the, the premature end of like, okay, I've got all the, the building ready, the things, and now just bring in the people and then I'll start my marketing. So yeah, it's really exciting. I'm also like nervous, but also just like, I envision it almost daily. Like I'll just like, I envision just being able to connect and give to people. And that's just kind of all I really want to do. That's so cool. That is so <laughs> cool. And, and the fact that like, you know, the Adam Sandler fact, you're bringing all your friends with you to help, not only help, but to also like boost them up. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> right. And I seeked out a gym that I actually know the guy for a while and he has like a, performance gym and they own two gyms and you know I've made sure I went to someone that I like knew as well so like everyone is going to benefit not just myself yeah no that's that's really cool um, I'm excited I'm excited to see it and I'm, I'm sure you're going to be posting about it and doing all that but uh, I'm yes. excited to check that out for sure yes thank you I would love uh, for you to come, but it's, you know, in Austin, Texas, if you can come down. I, you know what? Like, that's not, that's not out of the, it's not out of the picture. I could, I could probably swing that June 12th. I Bring mean, Austin, everyone. Texas is a beautiful place. Yes. I've only been there once and it was for a Spartan race. <laughs> oh, the um, Spartan burn it. Yeah. 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 So that's, a good, so that's, that's, that's not, it's not out of the question. I, 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 I like the idea. Yeah, well, you let me um, know. So, so answer me this. Like, is it weird when people, like, reach out to you that are random and they're just like, hey, you've, you've influenced me through your art. You've influenced me through your posts. You've influenced me through your races. Is it weird? So sometimes it can be weird, but I've been putting myself out there since 18 years old. So I actually feel like I just never get used to it in terms of, like, it's constantly really flattering. Uh, at one point in my life, uh, I still have the notebook, but it was actually right after I opened up about my bulimia. I saved everyone's emails 
that emailed me during that like couple of months into a notebook. And I, I, I just, I just never get used to people loving and supporting me, especially when they've never met me. I just find it extremely motivating and comforting and, uh, it also makes me feel like I have a responsibility of making sure that like, when, even though I don't feel like showing up for myself, I fight for other people, you know, and I realize I've been doing that for years now and it's just like, okay, maybe I can't show up for Ella, but I could show up for these people that have been looking for me that have been needing my help, uh, which is also still a balance, you know, you, you don't always want to get lost in that, but it's, it's, it's cool, but it's still weird. Cause I'll be like, at a gas station or just doing anything and I'll like notice the energy. I'll be like, all right, that person knows who I am. And sure enough, I, they either come up to me or like later on in the day, I see I have a message. I'm like, Oh my God, I saw you at the gas station, but I didn't want to say hi. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So and you're like, what? I'm not like a monster. Come see hi. Like, you know, I might have my head shaved, but I'm very friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, well, and, and it was funny because, so like every once in a while you'll pop up into my newsfeed, uh, like on Instagram or, or, or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I was like, she'd be a great person to have on the podcast. I was like, she's got an awesome story, you know, like the horseback riding incident and then, you know, fighting bulimia and, and all that. I was like, I was like, she's, she's like a great success, like has done Aww. what she loved from like the moment she, you know, wanted to. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to have her on and just, you know, have a conversation. And I was like, she probably has no fucking clue who I am. And then I, I texted you cause like we exchanged numbers, like I said, back in Florida and I texted you and I was like, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm friends with so-and-so we did this race together and uh, you know, had dinner afterwards and you're like, Hey, what's up? I was like, Oh my God. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know if she remembered me or if she's just really super nice. <laughs> I'll be honest. I like vaguely remember like that. Like I said, that was like such a lifetime ago. But oh, like, yeah. I remember your name, of course. Like once I started like, oh yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy. And then I look you up and I'm like, yeah, I know Jeremy. Yeah. That was like back when I was a child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, he's he's super, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Not that, that you're old now. I don't want to say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, I, I, I'm glad. I, I, I mean, I've had a good conversation. I, I just wanted to, to get on and, and talk and, and learn about what you're doing. It's so exciting to hear what you're doing next. And I definitely want to keep tabs on, uh, on, on, you know, whether you're going to be living in a van and traveling around the country <laughs> or, be, you know, riding horses on land somewhere. So I, I, I'm definitely going to keep in touch with you because this is, this is fun. Oh, thank you, man. I'm uh, very grateful. Before you go, is there any like I know I don't have a ton of followers, uh, but is there any uh, anything that they can go to? Like you, you have a website. You, I, I know that you have you have a Patreon site. I just saw. Uh huh. Yeah, I do Patreon and Instagram. To be honest, that's pretty much the only social media platforms that I'm active on. I do have a Twitter. Uh, everything is basically just my name, so it's Ella Kasiba. Um, I am just pretty much only active on the Patreon and Instagram. Uh, social media is a little much of a job for me, so I just get on when I can and do the things, and then I get off. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I will definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'll tag you in this when we post it on Wednesday, and uh, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll promote whatever I can with my <laughs> with my few followers that I'm, I'm starting off with. So. 
but I, it's the journey, man. It's the start of it. Like, I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. journey, man. Yeah, like you don't get overnight success. You just don't. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. It's true. And, Even and though we it, have an instant gratification, gratification part, right? Like I'm yeah. not I'm not looking for, you know, instant success, like you said. I'm I'm I want to just build good content and just have it out there. So And that's what you're doing. <laughs> Dude, awesome. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, man. Super happy to connect. Yeah, absolutely. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, If you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, Orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, All orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday, and boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. Uh, whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then GigiBank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. GigiBank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out GigiBank in the app stores. All right, and SaberCon. For all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.